<laughs> and then, and then, and then I said, jump, and theatre will catch you. <laughs> Which is the verbal equivalent of having a wank in public, so I was yes. immediately arrested. Yes. Uh, oh. Welcome, I'm... one and all. <laughs> Oh, well, welcome to to uh, to uh, to, uh, not everyone, not not the murderers. We don't want them listening. Um, but if they do listen, subscribe. Um, <laughs> welcome <laughs> to a new Big Dumb Cast. We are recording this at eight minutes past ten p.m. in the year of our Lord, twenty seventeen, on uh, it was Wednesday, the twenty ninth of November. Oh, and Jesus I'm so glad Christ. we waited till tonight because we got a treat today. Ooh, so we're going to talk about did that. We? Uh, we're on the way. Oh, on the way, Rick. we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna talk a tiny bit about Justice League's back end, just a bit of natter. We're gonna have a chat about the Infinity War trailer, <laughs> and then we're gonna have a big old chat about everybody's favourite one batch, do batch, penny and dime <laughs> Punisher series, uh, which I finished last night in the middle of the night, and it was the worst decision ever because I was just laying in bed trembling. Um, but, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Partly from the PTSD that I think we've all received from watching this show. Yeah, that because was... it, Make no mistake, guys. Spoiler alert. We liked it. I, well, I know I liked it. I'm assuming you loved it as I, well. I liked it. I don't know if I loved it, but I did very much like it. Oh, mad. Um, well, well, we'll get into that. But first, just a quickie catch up, because uh, I got back from rehearsals like 10 minutes ago. I am shattered so much that I just put chocolate in my mouth and didn't even think about the fact that I'm on mic. Oh, my God. That, wow, that is tired. <laughs> that is I, bad. I never do that at all. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Uh, um, Great for the audio medium. Yeah, for those who don't know, we're in week two of us recording in separate locations. Yes, because um, I'm in Lincoln, in Panto. If you're in that area of the country and you fancy coming and see a fat clown dancing around and a bunch of much more talented people singing and dancing, this is the New Theatre Royal in Lincoln. You can get tickets New Theatre Royal Lincoln.co.uk. It's Aladdin. It's a laugh. I'm genuinely surprised by some of the jokes we've got in there because they are really close to the knuckle. Aladdin, um, Alad out. <laughs> oh, I wish. Oh, I wish. I've got. Oh, I'm not even kidding. I don't know if it'll make it into the show, but we've not been told to take it out in rehearsals yet. There's a bit during a cooking segment where I'm smashing mince, and I've I've been. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> and, and I've been I've been like harassed and covered in crap and all this right up to that moment. So I'm on my last tether. And I hit the wrong thing. The other character says, no, no, the meat. Don't hit me, hit the meat. So I start hitting him. All right, I'll beat the meat. I'll beat the meat. And so far, we've not been told to take it out. Oh, so, I hope that stays in. I do too. Oh my God. Um, so yeah, I'm fucking shattered. But I'll tell you what I did do in a bit of my spare time yesterday. What did you do in a bit of your spare time yesterday? I had a cheeky watch of your 50th episode of Adventures in Batwoman. <laughs> My, my for, for, I can't be bothered playing Ico anymore. I'm just gonna play guitar for an hour. Episode of Adventure I, Backlogging. Ico, be bothered. Yeah. Oh god. I don't. I don't blame it. Ico's a bit of a tough one, isn't it? I'm, I'm, it I'm is, getting the sense from that you're not enjoying yourself too I, much. I see. I see that it's a beautiful game, but I'm not loving it because it's frustrating as fuck. I've recorded another one, another Ico episode today. Mm-hmm. Um, which will be going up tomorrow or yesterday if you're listening. If you're to listening this. to this, yeah. Um, <laughs> fucking hell, time, time travel, um, time wibbly wobbly, Ikoey wikoey. But I'm glad you detoured because it was really cool watching you play a bit of a uh, bit of Rocksmith. Well, I, as I mentioned on today's episode, I was going to do another one today. Oh. Uh, uh, not another Rocksmith episode, but I was going to do another Breather episode 
where I was going to say farewell to Marvel Heroes because it's shutting down. Is um, it? And I've got one trophy left for the Platinum. Hang on, um, hang on, hang on. The PS4 game? Yep. Really? Yep. It's shutting down because um, Gazillion have basically gone out of business and Marvel have pulled the license. Um, oh my God, that's so... Oh God, imagine all the money that people have spent. Uh, the People are getting refunded on, on Xbox, but not on PS4. Oh, that's dumb. Because I mean, you spent a bit of coin. Not a lot, though, didn't you? you I spent about a little bit. Of coin. I probably spent about twenty-five quid on it since it came out. It's that's not on... bad. I mean, it's free to play, so it's, it's like you've you've essentially spent the amount that you would on a small game. Yeah, and I've played, and I've you know, but... I've clocked a bunch of hours into it. I got ten characters up to level six, up to the level cap to level sixty. I prestige Spider-Man three times, prestige Scarlet Witch twice. Jesus. Um, so when when's it closed then? It was scheduled to close on the 31st of December. Aye. They took it offline two days ago without telling anyone. Oh, that's why you didn't record the episode. Oh my god. As in, like, the creditors pulled the plug on Gazillion and everyone got sent home and lost their jobs immediately. Like two, that like sucks. The, I don't. I don't even. I think that happened like the day before Thanksgiving, and the servers went fi- finally went offline a couple of days the uh, day before last. Oh Christ! So it's literally just a bunch of machines being turned off, and everything's gone. Yup. Oh, that sucks balls. I mean, I mean especially it, for the employees as well, like being chucked like fired before Thanksgiving for Christmas. Yeah, I mean, and, and no, I mean, no wonder Marvel pulled the license. They're probably thinking the way you guys just handled this, we don't want to be involved. Well, people have kind of seen it coming because they missed the scheduled. There was stuff supposed to come out to tie in with Thor Ragnarok and didn't come out. Oh, and then they, so that and then, was kind of the sign. And they missed a couple of update deadlines, and then they just and then the company just stopped talking. Oh god! So it went on for about a month and a half of no of of no communication at all, and then Disney came out and said, "Yeah, yo, Marvel Heroes is closing." Oh, fuck. all the people have been playing it online on PC for years as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! But if if you've only just jumped on for the console version, then you got like four or five months out of it, if that. Yeah. Oh Jesus! I mean, I didn't so. even finish story mode because I was just like getting getting stuck in with missions, you know, and side quests and things mm-hmm. like that. Oh, that sucks, nugget. I mean, so, normally, like normally, things like that, you get you get a deadline, don't you? And it's usually like a good couple of months, isn't it? So you well, like you say, until... originally we were supposed to have until. Yeah. This is thirty first of December, which is why I hadn't gotten that last trophy yet. I was going to do it as a Adventures in Backlogging, but I can't do that anymore, and it's Aww. frustrating because because um, as um, part of the Thor Ragnarok update, we were going to get Ragnarok skins for Loki and Thor and Hulk. And oh, that would have been amazing! Also, and the unworthy Thor from the current comics as a as a as a new character as well, and that stuff was in the update that drops. The last update that dropped, it hadn't been finished yet. So people have data mined it out and data mined out the character models and stuff like that. And, and there's a bunch of like 90s throwback costumes for the X Men and stuff. That, oh, like the yellows and the blues and everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, um, Christ alive. So that was what the stuff that was just on the cusp of releasing as they pulled the plug on it. So, yeah, oh. it's a shame. It, but sucks for the developers, man. Cause, well, more, yeah. more Rocksmith then. <laughs> in my opinion, more Rocksmith. Well, I reckon um, I've got one Ico left. Yeah, before you after, kick something. Well, after <laughs> after the episode I've done, I recorded today goes up. I think I've got one Ico left. Yeah. Um, before then, I finish and it, and then and then, and then I don't know what I'm doing after that. Who knows? 
You're gonna go through a PS3 title, or are you gonna because you were gonna jump on <clears> PS4? Are you gonna do a PS4 one, maybe? I don't know. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna see what is in my sizable PS3 backlog. The backlog. Um, so we'll see. I, I, yeah. Well, from one superhero company fucking up. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, since we last spoke, ladies and gentlemen, Justice League has been out for nearly two weeks, and um, it has not done well critically it's been overall kind of a big eh? like not a yeah uh, pretty much or a oh just a eh? people aren't yeah. getting um annoyed about it in the way they were getting annoyed about bvs it was more yeah. to do with people are just exhausted by it i think and just like yeah this yeah. is crap yeah average but, scores of like two and three stars across the board pretty much um uh, every every positive review that that is from like a professional critic standpoint, like you know, published critics and everything, seems to come whenever they say anything positive. They're like, "This was kind of cool," but and it's like, "Yeah, that's huh." Now again, it's all down to opinion. There's probably someone listening going like, "Oh, what the critics know? Like, it's made for the fans." A, no, it's not. It's made for money. And <laughs> B, it should still be good. Now, if you enjoyed it great but there are genuinely flaws in it. when you look at the makeup of that movie the way it is executed the way the story is told the script there are problems you can still enjoy it we're in a room we're in a world where the room is beloved and a movie about the room is about to come out but i've got the yep. disaster artist next to me by the way i've been reading it this week oh it's out on wednesday the movie yeah. so i'm gonna see uh, wednesday, that next week it's like wednesday fifth or sixth isn't it is when it comes out there's limited run on the first uh on, on the day this comes out as well it's wednesday the uh, sixth yeah, yeah. i'm I'm going to see it. Oh my god, I'm going to see it. Um, but I've I've been reading it and it's amazing. But like in a world where you know that's a terrible thing, people can still enjoy it. If you still enjoy Justice League, awesome, more power to you. And I know people who have. I know people who have enjoyed Justice League. I mean, they're wrong. But I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Your opinion is not wrong, as I argued with a twat on YouTube this week. Well, um, yeah. Uh, it's, but, it's currently yeah. sitting at forty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Which I mean, that's that's like near average. That's I mean, you know, that's, compared that's to damning. Compared to the other stuff that's in the box office at the moment, I mean, Daddy's Home 2 is at the top of the box office, and that's on 17%. Isn't it weird? Daddy's Home 2, a Christmas movie. Bad Moms 2, a Christmas movie. Yeah, that's 27%. But American comedies are really dull. Um, oh, yeah. Unless they're on telly, because Curb Enthusiasm has been amazing. But here's the thing with Justice League. It has made a lot of money. Oh, yeah. It unfortunately, has made way under what it needed to make, not even just to be considered, considered a success... It's made way under what it needs to make to break even. Well, this isn't even because of the ma- the budget. This is also the marketing and mm-hmm. also the reshoots. The and extensive the, reshoots, yeah. The, the moustache business. <laughs> which apparently, apparently has come out since that Paramount were given the option of um, Warner Brothers paying to CGI a moustache onto Henry Cavill for Mission Impossible 6. I'll be honest, I bet they showed them a tester and they went, nah, they no. did. They did show them test footage, yes. Oh, God. I bet, if, it was anything, yeah, if it was anything nah. like the moustache removal, then I can see why. Um, here's an would... idea. It's called spirit gum and a fake moustache. Yeah, I know, right? Like, why oh don't you just God. put a fake moustache on? Warner could literally worked. be like, look, here's here's $50,000. That will keep you guys in spirit gum and stage facial hair for at least a decade. I mean, look like, at Murder on the Orient Express. Uh, Kenneth yeah. Branagh wears at least four moustaches in that movie. At once. <laughs> oh my God. 
I saw that the other day and I was just I was transfixed by it. Did you see the film? Yeah, I saw it the yeah. other day. What did you think? Yeah. It was fine. I, I still think the Albert Finney and Peter Houston off versions are better. I quite enjoyed um, it, but I enjoyed I it. Too. I dug it, but I think the problem is with the story. Slight spoiler alert, guys, for uh, Murder on the Orient Express. I won't go into too much detail. That ending is such a sort of a, a surprise and then a downer that all those sweeping vista shots and establishing shots made the story feel bigger and grander and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like, this is an adventure. And then at the end, it's like, no, it's a morality tale and the good doesn't really win if we think about it. Moving on. (laughs) And then there's a weird sequel bait for uh, Death on the Nile. Oh yeah, because it's the Um, the beginning of the Agatha Christie cinematic cinematic universe. universe. I would watch the shit out of that. I'm not even kidding. I'd certainly watch another Kenneth Branagh Poirot. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. He was great. And and I like the, I like the, the sort of, the way the humour sort of snuck in and everything. And Mm. and the ensemble cast was a nice choice because you you did sort of spend the whole thing being like, well, you wouldn't spend all that money casting them if they weren't going to be pivotal. Yeah. And that's kind of part of the trick of it, isn't it? It's like, it's, oh it's my god, a, they're all big names. It's a good like, Christmas event movie. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's a comfortable movie. It's a comfortable <clears throat> movie uh, with a fantastic mustache. Um, but enough about um, physical abuser Johnny Depp's facial hair in a movie. Um, oh, Kenneth Branagh's the mustache we're actually talking about. Oh, 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 they're still going ahead with him being the Harry Potter villain and being in the title anyway. Um, <laughs> I mean, a man's got to work, but seriously, family-friendly franchise? Okay, whatever. Okay, whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, so Justice League is is uh, is not doing as well as Murder on the Orient Express in terms of reputation or indeed back-end. Now, it can turn around massively with the home sales. Um, and if they do the same trick they've done every release so far apart from Wonder Woman. Did you notice that? It's all yeah. the Man of Steel and Wonder Woman that didn't use that dirty trick of going, well, well the home version's the one you need. Look, <clears throat> it's extended. Well, because apparently... There wasn't that much cut from Wonder Woman. And mm, also... Yeah. Um, Wait, just... you're saying Patty Jenkins went in knowing exactly what needed to be done for the story to be told? Well, they did, wow. they, they did do some reshoots, but apparently there wasn't that much... Et- they it was, cut it was out like the standard the... reshoots, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. It's like there's one competent director on the team. And also it, it seems from what people have, uh, involved with the production have been saying, there isn't a longer cut of Justice League. What, have you seen the petitions? Oh, yeah. People online petitioning for the Zack Snyder cut. We want to see Zack Snyder's original vision. It's like, guys, that film wasn't finished. It does, doesn't exist. This is his original vision, and it's also the studio <clears throat> like telling Joss Whedon to add stuff that people were complaining wasn't in it. But it's jarring because it doesn't fit in with the other stuff. Yeah. It's, oh, it's so strange. It's like the whole like the, the fans petitioning to... To, to, uh, to have Rotten Tomatoes like um, taken apart because they're like they're unfair to DC movies. A, yeah. it's an aggregate, and B, Warner's own it. Like, yeah, what are you talking? Well, they don't about? own oh. it. They have a stake in it. They don't own it. The, the DC universe is falling apart. Uh, Bob Chipman, um, old movie Bob. Oh, uh, good old movie the Bob. First, put out the first episode this week of How to Fix the DCEU, and he sums it up beautifully. He says, "Just think about that. It's a franchise where their best movie. It's a five movie series." where their best movie is a cultural turning point, um, a, a, a competently made, really enjoyable superhero movie that, also that is also regarded... $800 million. $800 million and is regarded as a, a strong feminist, like, you know, um, stand in the world of modern cinema, proving that people do want these kinds of movies. Yep. And their second best film is Man of Steel. <laughs> 
It's like, oh my god. And then this week, David A has come out and said, yeah, he regrets making the Enchantress the villain of Suicide Squad. It should have been the Joker. And it's like, House of Cards, guys, falling down. It is falling apart. Like, all you need need now is, like, one of their big stars, like, one of their big leading uh, actress, like, I don't know, Ben Affleck, to pull out and start (laughs) publicly... Oh, just to clarify, we would like these movies to be good, and we would like oh, to enjoy God, them. Oh, God, I would like them to be good. But we're currently not. We look forward to Wonder Woman 2. Oh, boy, um, do we look forward to Wonder Woman 2. I no, know what else I'm looking forward to after today. A big shit. Um, The trailer finally dropped from Avengers Infinity War, and I did a little wee. Oh, there were still fluids, boys and girls. Oh, um, I did, I did, I did a big wee. That makes me happy. Well, Marvel heroes may be disappearing from the uh, MMO community, but by Jove, they are assembling en masse in this new trailer. Assemble um, en masse. Assemble. Let's. Uh, I think we've all. Anyone listening to this? I think our listeners. They've probably watched it by now. But let's just let's just sort of point out a few bits that look pretty damn sweet. Uh, Vision's in human form. Paul Bettany's face is act- his actual face is on screen. And then we see him being horribly attacked and the thing being pulled out of his head later in the trailer. Yeah. So probably won't. Did you see what I think I think it's Loki doing it? Or at least one of children uh, the children of Thanos. Um but I've actually the, the, but before, the, the scepter's we, being used. Ah, well before that it's we, from uh, yeah. before we started recording this, I watched um everyone's favourite Australian, Mr. Sunday Movies trailer breakdown. <laughs> um <laughs> Is he everyone's favourite Australian? I'm sure my favourite Australian is Nick Mason. (laughs) (laughs) Well, close Grab that gem. Um, (laughs) Genuinely um, grab that gem. (laughs) I grabbed that gem. Um, But, what was the fuck was I saying? Oh, yeah. No, it's uh, it's similar to Loki's Scepter, but it's probably Corvus Glaive's staff. Oh, meat. Um... (laughs) And yeah, we get a, we get a little glimpse of Proxima Midnight throwing yeah. her trident at, at Steve Rogers. Um, we get the it, we get Thanos's beasties and plenty of Thanos himself. It's a very creepy voiceover from love old good old good old Brolin Josh Brolin. Oh freaking! Um, I love the whole like fun was something I never considered when taking over the universe, but this does bring a smile to my face. It's yeah. Like, oh, bad guy who likes being a bad guy. This is fun. I am slightly concerned in the wake of Justice League Steppenwolf that we're getting another big CGI baddie. Well, I'll say this um, already: he certainly looks a lot more believable. Yeah, Do you know what I, I mean? Like they're, they're, there's, they're, they've not tried to make his face look proportionate to a real person. Oh, like, I think a big part of the, the Uncanny Valley for Steppenwolf with me was that they were like big, scary, grey, beige CGI thing, but his face is going to move like a I, normal face. I don't think Steppenwolf was Uncanny Valley for me. I think it was just poor, poor animation and bland, yeah. like really blandly designed. Whereas, Whereas th- this looks like they've gone the whole this this performance capture route, like with Hulk and everything of of the subtleties will be exaggerated yeah. and, and visible and. But also, he's I mean, fucking he's good. massive and purple, like yeah. <laughs> so he? that's all. That's already <laughs> he's already massively purple, ridge chinned, big gold armor wearing motherfucker. Like he's he's <laughs> he's already visually more interesting. But I'm just I, I'm always wary now of of giant CG creations as the villain because it's i th- i feel like certain 
segments of the audience are getting a bit weary of it. And, um, yeah, well, I think I think that what might be the cure for that is is the the children of Thanos, like having that variety. Yeah, but I think that at, at like... least at least two of them are going to be big CGI creations anyway. Oh, why? But so... but I mean I mean like at least you get it's not just one big CGI person punchy punchy. You'll be getting sort of different silhouettes and and different personalities. Here's but... five big CGI people yeah. punchy punchy. <laughs> Well, it's better than uh, here's 700 grey slash beige CGI armies to punch. Oh, I think we're getting that um, as well, to be fair. Yeah, uh, well. Yeah. That being said, um, it does um, look colourful and fun and exciting. One, one thing I'm horrifically devastated about and absolutely ashamed of. What's Doctor that? Strange appears to have lost his big bright yellow gloves. I know! He had them I'm in so Thor and they looked amazing. Uh, but one thing that is wonderful is Wong's weird little beard and slight haircut. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like, Wong is just a cool looking motherfucker and he's, that is, I love the dude. fact that he's so prominent in this trailer as well yeah yeah it's like is Wong like seriously falling along for the ride because if so yes uh, we finally get Spider-Sense in the MCU yes like we, we yes. get a protocol on shot of, of the hair standing on end and him noticing something before, before it happens um, I still can't quite believe we're watching an Avengers trailer and there's Spider-Man like oh how, do, how do you feel it's about the Spider-Armor it looks odd, but I think that's because to me, it's like, this is a 15-year-old kid. Is he really getting this stuck in? Do you know what I mean? Well, we don't see him in the Wakanda bits, which I'm assuming from, is from later in the movie. It's so possible he... Spidey's involved in one big sequence, then, yeah. the, the thing with this with this rotating what's-it. Yeah. I reckon he either gets injured and sidelined, or Tony Stark forces him to sit it out. I hope he does, because if he doesn't, he's just allowed a 15-year-old kid to take part in quite possibly the dangerous fight, most dangerous fight ever. Yeah. And that would yeah, be yeah. ridiculous. Um, so I do I do hope that Spidey is not a main player in this movie. I hope that he's just there for a big old freaking cool set piece or two. No, no. Um, um, Loki's got the Tesseract. Called it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just made sense. So Loki's, it looks working, like... so Loki's working with Thanos, it looks like. Well, it looks like those Asgardians aren't going to make it too far. Um, yeah, oh, snap, to yeah. safety, um, and also the guardians. Yay! Yeah, boy. <laughs> um, I don't know. Oh God, what more is there to say? Like, it looks really cool. Everyone's the shot in back. the shot in Wakanda of like the army, like chunk, yeah, uh, yeah. like it out. Um, Iron Man being freaking punched by Thanos's bare hand, not even his gauntlet one, flying yep. backwards. It's it's definitely um, the case that this is this is about. Thanos gathering the gems because we see him with two in the gauntlet and he's he's uh he's after him. He's after him. He's not got him yet. He's after yeah. him, but he's already immensely powerful. Yeah, Winter Soldier and Falcon like blazing with firearms. Yeah. We don't see Hawkeye in this trailer, do we? Don't see Hawkeye. I couldn't spot Hawkeye. And I know I know Ant Man um, and the Wasp aren't in this, because um, their movie's out afterwards, so I'm guessing they, if they get involved in the story, it'd be in part two. They might do, yeah. I mean, they were they were involved in like Vanity Fair just did recently did a big photo shoot with like the entire MCU principal cast. Yeah, um, I think I think I think that was uh, I think yeah. some of that was scattered though. Like Guardians, I imagine yeah. they got those while they were doing the final stuff for number two. Because like, why would you get Dave Bautista, um, well, yeah, Saldana, yeah. Clementine, and Karen Gillan back in all those prosthetics for one photo? And they got, um, got yeah. But they but Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly are in that in costume, so. Yeah. Oh, she looks really. She looks really cool because they've, yeah. they've done it sort of semi behind the scenes, haven't they? Like they're showing the wires and stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, she it looks pretty wings good. Wings and everything. That looks awesome. She's not got wings um, yet. Can't wait yeah, to see that. CGI them wings in, fam. Can't wait um, to see that. Um, but yeah, I've yeah, just remembered as well after watching Orient Express. Michelle Pfeiffer is um, is Janet Pym, isn't she? Of course. Uh, yeah, of course she is. Oh, of course so cool. she is. Um, Hulkbuster makes a return. Yep. Hulkbuster armor. Kicking ass. A Thanos Black... Buster. Thanos Buster armor. Thanos Buster. Black Panther being freaking just like an absolute baller. Yeah. Or the whole um, what is what's the line? Let's hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna dip into the world of copyright for a second. What Don't is the it. line? Don't do I'm it. Doing it. Here we go. Get this man a shield. It's like, yes, boy. <laughs> but he doesn't oh. have a shield. They don't get him a shield. Not yet. <laughs> uh, looks like Rhodey, Rhodey's back on his feet, at least enough to join the fight as well. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole thing with Tony on what sort of looks like an alien world. Um, De-armoured, isn't there? There's quite a bit of that. Yeah, it's weird. It's, there's it some is... weird stuff going on in yeah, this trailer. But, but... This is the, I'll, I'll say this, as excited as I am, oh, I love the shot of them all running at the end, uh, as excited as I am, this is the first Marvel trailer that made me go, oh, I'm a bit overwhelmed. Um, but then again, this is the teaser. This is just to be like, hey, it's coming, mother truckers. Yeah. So I'll probably feel different by the time it comes out, um, by the time we get the first full trailer. But that Guardian's reveal shot at the end, and Mantis just gives a little wave. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> it's so cute. It's, it's um, really good. Um... Cannot wait to see that. Oh, an adolescent group. Yeah, that's good. It's just going to be just the amount of stuff going on in this movie. It's either going to like implode under its own weight, or it's just, or it's going to be fantastic. I think I, don't I know. Think it's going I, I know why between. they did. I know why they did Civil War now because because technically this movie's like the tenth anniversary film. Yeah, this is the, this is the tenth yeah, anniversary much. of it all kicking off. I mean, that's why the trailer starts with the the dialogue from Avengers from the original Avengers teaser trailer. Yeah, what Nick Fury said in the original, um, but uh, it's it, it feels like a tenth anniversary movie, and it explains why we got Civil War. I think I think Civil War was testing the waters for can the public handle such a large gathering of the characters in one narrative. Well, like, do you know what I mean? Like, and can we as storytellers juggle that without it being too much? Yeah, it depends entirely on the narrative. But I mean, the Russos shown they can do it with Civil War, so. I'm I'm optimistic. I I'm very much looking forward to it. It's still it's still weirdly not my most anticipated uh, Marvel flick of next year. It's still I think Black Panther still holds that for me. Oh yeah, just, yeah, Black just, Panthers because um, Black Panther looks like it might be something a bit different. Whereas this is definitely an escalation of stuff we've seen before. Uh, the main different thing in it, the main thing that's different about it is its sheer scale. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to Black Panther. Um, but we may have more to look forward to in the near future because remember when we talked about the uh, the Disney-Fox merger <clears throat> rumours? Oh, yes. V- rumours are sparking up again that that's back on and it's moving quick. Oh, so they're possibly having a talk now. Yeah, no no firm news yet. Mm-hmm. But rumours have started spinning up that it's that they're back in, back in talks. Which, and like we said before, I'm... In two minds about this, because yeah, it would be nice to get the Fantastic Four back over at Marvel, but that's small fry compared to the idea of of Disney sort of consolidating its monopoly on blockbuster movies, on entertainment in general. Yeah. So as as optimistic as excited as I am about the prospect of of Marvel getting some of those rights back, also the it's it's worrying to see yeah. Disney just swallowing up things like this. 
I don't um, want I don't want Disney to get everything 21st Century Fox has under their belt over at 20th Century. I would rather them just make a deal for certain characters and stuff, and that's it. Do you know what I mean? Like, if we got Fantastic Four or something, and that was the extent of this merger, perfect. But Disney owning such a big monopoly on cinema's output is insane. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's worrying. It's but upsetting. We can we can just keep an eye on it. This we'll got, keep an eye on it. See what happens. I guarantee that's why we found out about it in the first place. They leaked it to see what public reaction would be. Yeah, I think that's because ov- a... obviously the majority of voices of the people who weren't really thinking about it were, oh shit, you could do more Marvel stuff. Yeah. Instead of, hang on, you'll own most of cinema. Yeah. This isn't good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, stop stop booking out theatres with your films, Disney, and stop buying everything. It's too nasty. It's nasty. That being said, I'm really looking forward to The Last Jedi. Yeah, true that, true that. We figured out today, so, me and the, me and the band at the the the, the theatre. We figured out when we're going to see it. We're not seeing it on the midnight showing on the thirteenth, cause we have an eleven a.m. show the next day. So we're going to go see it uh, after our seven p.m. show on the fourteenth itself. Nice. I believe Huzzah. I'm seeing it on. I believe I'm seeing it on the fourteenth in the evening. So. Huzzah! Yes. We shall compare notes. I'm excited. Like handsome chaps. Um. Oh god, yeah. Tell you what else. Uh, tell you what else is uh, pretty damn. Uh, 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 we're talking about the Punisher. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Spit it out, man. Let's talk about the Punisher. Marvel um, Netflix continues with the uh, the third show this year, isn't it? It's the third one to come out this year. Netflix is just ramping up. They're just pumping stuff out at a prodigious so, rate. Yeah, like the Marvel movies. Uh, oh my god, it's almost like they're they're not in debt. Um, the Marvel <laughs> movie. <laughs> everyone's like YouTube's in debt Netflix is in debt all these services are in massive debt and they're never going to catch up to themselves it's ridiculous but they're still churning stuff out and we're kind of glad they are because them being in debt doesn't bother us at all at the moment but what does bother us is whether the shows are good now Iron Fist kicked off the year of MCU Netflix shows on a bit of a I think we referred to it as the limp wrist of Iron Fist oh man it was just so boring it was just so boring (laughs) then we got the Defenders which wasn't brilliant like, it was fun, but it, it it flagged and lagged a bit, and Iron Fist was fine in it, but still clearly the weakest link of the story, and blah de blah de blah and ninjas are now boring, well done. Um, so we were kind of, we did, I think we both really didn't know what to expect with Punisher. Yeah. Because this is, this is the first full TV series, and I'm surprised it's taken this long, really, in general, over the, over the decades, but this is the first full TV series about the Frank Castle characters from Marvel Comics. Um, but it's also a sequel to Daredevil Season 2, um, because it's carrying on the story from the first half of that season. Um, okay. The Punisher is, is you know, in, in that we found out he's was, he was an ex-soldier who like, just got back from Iraq and everything in, in last year, and his family were murdered by some special ops team in front of him at the park. And he was supposed to die too, and he made it out alive, and then he went to get revenge on everybody he knew was involved, starting by just wiping out a bunch of criminal elements that had connections to X, Y, and Z. In that series, he got as much justice as he could, he went to prison, um, he was busted out, and then off he went, suspected dead, uh, off to do whatever he needed to do next. Spoiler free at first, guys, you know the drill. Uh, Punisher starts with Frank cleaning up a few loose ends. (laughs) <laughs> He's just wiping out, like, the last couple of people on his hit list of people who, who were informants or were responsible for, like, you know, supplying the shit and, and knew what was going to happen. 
Yeah, in, Takes in out. style as well. Yeah. Like, he, oh my day. It's like a mini montage to start the show off. And then, within the first two minutes, he's burning the uniform, and then the title's rolled. And I was like, hang on. <laughs> hang on. I was also of have the we same... Just started, have we just started the show with the Punisher quitting? I was also of the, of the same mind. And I will say this about the show as a whole, before we get into any more detail. Yeah. <clears throat> this was not the Punisher show that I wanted. Mm. But certainly by the end of the show, that didn't bother me at all. Yeah. I, well, here's the, th- here's the thing. The, the fundamental problem with the Punisher is that a lot of people like him for disturbing reasons. Like, yeah, yeah, th- th- yeah. There's, we, all, we, all, we all do, genuinely, whether we admit it or not, enjoy the story of a revenge fantasy. Like, we do enjoy it. Getting your own back, righting wrongs, or just simply sticking it to somebody who's done something bad to you. So the Punisher is cathartic in a way. You sit there and read the pages and watch him taking out mobsters. Like, oh, the heroes get him arrested and this and the other. The Punisher kills them in spectacular fashion. Oh, well, I mean, like, I mean you could argue to a later aggressor, <clears throat> to a lesser lesser or greater extent, that the majority of superhero fiction is, if not a revenge fantasy, but certainly an empowerment uh, fantasy. Yeah. Oh, that's why yeah. it has such appeal. Yeah, and the Punisher is that on a grittier sort of level. It's it's it, it's it's a superhero book for people who prefer gangster flicks and military documentaries and things like that. Um, and it, massive it, skulls. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. It pays. It pays respect and homage to the United States military. Um, it it um, it ties into superhero stuff when he gets involved in like assassination stories. There's morality stuff at play there, but ultimately, for the majority of the stories in the comics. Like, he's dealing with horrible pieces of shit who need to be put down one way or another, and he chooses to kill them. Um, so it, yeah. it's like, there is something about reading that where it's not it's not grotesque. Do you know what I mean? As much. Because you're like, I know this is fiction. It's a violent story. It's like when you watch a horror film and you enjoy gore. You wouldn't want to see that in real life, but you can appreciate and enjoy it in the setting and context of a horror movie. And also, it's, it's certain... weird and visual and... There's yeah. a detachment as well from you knowing yeah. that it's fake. Like yeah. Now, that, that works so much on the page, for sure. And it, it's worked out okay in the bits of animation where he's popped up. I mean, obviously he's popped up in stuff like Spider-Man so that he wasn't murdering people in that. But they make, they make reference to the fact that Frank's a dangerous man. And, yeah. and Spidey's even like, you know, nothing lethal and all this. So, like, you know, they, they found ways to put him in other mediums. Because ultimately, he's... he's <laughs> Good guy's not the right word, but he's 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 not the bad guy. He does bad things to the bad guys. I believe the term you're looking for is anti-hero, Chris. <clears throat> That's the one. On the other end of of the thing, Punisher has sort of been adopted in the wrong way by some people within the military, like some just comic fans, who think that he's an advocate his character's the character's existence is an advocate for like, um, you know, gun use, the Second Amendment, um, you know, the idea that, yeah, fuck them up, Frank, fuck up the bad guys. And it's like, cool, all right, no, seriously, fuck them up. All right, calm, calm down. Kill them all, kill them all. Yeah, there there are, there are, like, I'm sure it probably started more innocently enough, but that there are soldiers who, who put the Punisher skull on, like, their gun handles and stuff like that out at war. And I imagine some of them, it was simply a case of, I love the character, like, you know, I love those books, I'm in the military, I'm going to put that on my gun. But then there'll be people who do it because they're like, yeah, I'm going to kill me some Iraqis. And it's like, wow, that's not, no, 
no, hang on, do you know what I mean? It's like, that's yeah. not what he stands yeah. for. What are you doing? So when they said they were going to do a whole series, I remember we first talked about it when it was announced. We were like, this could be difficult. It depends on how they do it. I think we even suggested, like, if they adapted a specific story, you could probably do it in a way that didn't feel grotesque or, or whatnot. I think we even suggested, like, Welcome Back Frank was a perfect one to do it with. Yeah. Like, do, do the Nucci family, who are not in this, but Mar Nucci gets a name drop in the first episode, which yeah. makes me happy. Um, which makes me think, ooh, in the future, they could totally do that. Um, so, yeah. Maybe. Um, which would be cool, because Welcome Back Frank would be a great... Although Welcome Back Frank, as a phrase, got a drop in episode one as well. Yeah. Um, that would be a fun story, because that is literally evil, horrible, sinister as hell mobsters versus the Punisher. So you could do sort of stuff with that. It errs on the realm of fantasy slightly because it's the stereotype mobster family. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? And, and there's elaborate deaths in that as well, like the, pol- the punch of the polar bear and things like that. Um, so, God, that <laughs> fa- God. I'm, I'm not a, I'm, I wasn't a huge fan of, of his art style. Like, I, I liked sort of the, 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 the look, but the faces always thing. But that, those panels, that's the greatest expression he ever drew is that polar bear being punched. <laughs> Uh, oh, Steve Dillon, wasn't it? Yeah. God love you, Steve Dillon. Oh, rest in peace. Rest in peace, you same face drawing genius. Um, yeah, it's so, so. So it was like, I wonder how they're going to do it. Then the synopsis started to come out, and we realised that the show was going to be about him tidying everything up. Like there is, there is a further conspiracy. Yeah. There's a further thing that needs to be dealt with that ties to why he was a target. So he's got to find out. Who was behind it? Who is responsible? And he's got to take him out. Alongside that, we have a whole story with Micro, which we'll get into as we review it. Um, we have stuff with the... Was it the... Um, are they the CIA? They're not the CIA. No, the um, CIA was... Yeah, no, no. Sorry, who, who's... Who, who's uh, DHS, DHS. Department of Homeland, Department Homeland, Security. Of Homeland Security. Yeah. yeah. So you've got them getting involved and investigating it all. So we're kind of like, okay, um, is this just going to be a show about a man spouting one-liners and brutally murdering people because this could get uncomfortable. And then they said that it was going to heavily focus on military and on military background and what happens when you come away from combat and suddenly yeah. come back into a normal life. Now, luckily, probably the wrong choice of words because we'll get into it, but like they went down the route of... This is not a show about violence and it's not a show about revenge. Yes, these are elements. Absolutely. The I know, violence, I guess... The, I, the I would violence, argue the it violence is about... Is, oh, definitely, I would argue definitely it is revenge, a show about that. But definitely revenge. But I think this is a show overall, it's very... The closest MCU show so far to it is Jessica Jones because this is a story about recuperating and rehabilitation. Yeah. And whether or not you can actually recover from something. Or whether or not you just have to carry it for the rest of your life. Um, this is this this should be renamed Marvel's PTSD. Yeah, basically, it's it's a heavy watch. Um, this is not for somebody looking for a fun time. It's not for the faint of heart either. Absolutely, like I said, the violent I don't, the violence isn't gratuitous and often, but when it does happen, it's it's very striking. Um, very well done as well. There are a lot of quick deaths, which almost like there's a lot of silence and gunshots to the face. Yeah, yeah. mostly mostly from the villains to other people, but it, 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 stuff like that is almost more harrowing because you see 
you see, you, we'll get into the characters and everything as we go, but like you see how little life means to these people. Yeah. And that's kind of more disturbing to me, especially when you see them taking people out without a second thought. And yet here is like a, here's an, an AA, you know what I mean? Like, not an Alcoholics yeah. Anonymous, but like here's, here's a group of, 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 of vets who are struggling to cope and, and struggling yeah. to cope with yeah. what they did or, or wondering why can't they do more? And, and yet these bad guys are just like poof, popping people left and right without a second thought. Like it's, it's really it is tough, but let's uh, let's let's here's your mild spoiler warning, guys. Your mild spoiler warning. Yeah. Um, we're going to start talking about some of the characters. Can we start with Micro? No. <clears throat> okay. Emails. Uh, <laughs> uh, Micro's Micro's sort of the show's version of of the microchip character from the books. Yeah. yeah. Who's uh, Frank's man in the van? Um. The first three episodes kind of set up the idea that this guy's been watching Frank and he wants to talk to him. And Frank finds that mighty fucking suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> and turns it into a naked bit. interrogation that lasts for a day. Um, oh, but did you notice it bookended? Because there's an interrogation in that basement in like the second or third episode that is not violent. And then there's one in the penultimate episode that is the polar opposite of that. Yeah, well, really, I mean, show, it's really a showing violent, the, the first but, one, but not, yeah, not, but but like it's really showing the difference between Frank and we'll say later. But do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh my god, like this is, yeah. Um, but that story was wonderful. Micro had to fake his death. Basically, he had to he had to stay dead uh, to protect his family because of stuff that he knew and was investigating and, and looking into and about to release. So his family think that, you know, the, the, their husband, their, their father has been dead for a year. That was probably my favorite ongoing narrative was Frank visiting the family as Pete. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously he does it at first to sort of make a point to be like, I can find out about you as well. Look, I'm, I'm with your family. Don't fuck with me. But he also but, then starts to bond with them, which is quite interesting. Because they're they're like the missing puzzle piece in his life. He lost yeah. his wife and his son and his daughter, and here is a wife and a son and a daughter who lost their the you know the, the father the the husband. So he's not like looking to slot in, but it's almost like the because here's the thing: Frank Castle again, not in every aspect of his life, but Frank Castle is not a bad man. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's morally fucking, you know, in a weird place. I think that's the thing. His, mor- his morals are quite strong. He just does terrible things. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. he's clearly not operating on the same moral level as most of, of society, but he believes in certain things and he and he holds true to him. And one of them one he inhabits of them a very morally grey uh, area. Yeah, but, but one, of them, one of them is family and, and, and togetherness and supporting one another because he, he doesn't have that anymore and you can tell he clearly misses it so much you see bits of his father figure sort of personality slipping through in this show yeah uh and you really believe it again we'll, we'll talk about the performance in a moment but like you really believe it but obviously it's heartbreaking because the cameras very purposely keep cutting back to micro in his basement watching the, the live feed and seeing seeing pete get to do what he can't do anymore but also, family and interact with them. It's heartbreaking to watch. 
you've got this element of 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 Frank trying to sort of reconcile all the things he's done and the things he's still got to do with who he was and how much of the good man he used to be is still there. Yeah. How, was how much of he uh, how much of a monster he was before he became the Punisher. Yeah, and, because and of course he, he is very much involved in a horrific yeah. event. Yeah. And also um, just like is that is any of that actually still there or is he just this empty shell of a man now? Yeah, like he is is he just a what is he a walking timer and eventually yeah. it will run out and he'll get to die. And like does he want to die or does he feel like he should stick around and some deep shit. And whereas Micro's sort of in this situation he never wanted, but he's got really good at doing it now. So yeah. it's this whole thing of like, I'm the best there is, but I cannot be with my family and yet I watch them every day see them living and I can't be there. I can't be there to teach my children. I can't be there to love my wife. It's it's just really heartbreaking to watch. And again, it's it's like Frank sort of making connections and Oh man, it's so good. Um it's currently it's it's uh, I keep forgetting how you say her surname. It's Magani, isn't it? Madani. Madani, Madani. Yeah, Dina um, Madani. Dina Madani. Great name. Um I'll remember it now. <laughs> um this was an odd character for me. I really enjoyed her at first. She seemed to be our eyes at the start of the show. Yeah. And then I think that storyline suffered a bit. Um, it almost felt like... Th- that was one of the things... Because like the Netflix shows, I do think this one suffers from the same problem they all have. I do feel like there was a yeah. period yeah. where it was like, okay, hurry it up. But funnily enough, do you know when I think it was in this show? When's that? About the episode 456 mark. Um, with with the others, it seems to happen toward the end. But with this one, I felt that that last sort of six episodes was just... It was a freight train that just kept on going. I'd say it was slightly later for me. It was okay. like six, it was six, seven, eight. Mm. But there, once once, once you pa- pass a certain... Well, once yeah, once, um, once te- a certain te- character's true allegiances are revealed, I think it yeah. really picks up. <clears throat> te- ten, I think it's 10 or 11 was a bit weird. The one that time jumped a lot. That was really odd. Yeah, that was strange. Yeah, it, it was a weird narrative choice. And also, I'll say, I'll say this. The direction in episodes four, five, six, and seven was abysmal. You think? Yeah, you know the ones where like everything... The shots were always framed. In a way where a character was just sort of in a corner. Or there was a bunch of room above their head in every sh- every single shot. And I was like, what are you trying to say with this? I'm not getting any... I'm not, I don't know what you're trying to visually convey to me. I just keep thinking, why aren't you shooting them properly? This is really yeah. odd. Uh, and then it stopped at like episode 8. And I was like, oh, alright, different director then I guess, maybe. And it just... Do you know what I mean? It was really strange. It was really odd. Um, it made stuff like the the firefight in the woods and everything look really weird. I mean, that, I mean that was supposed to look strange anyway. Yeah, because but, I don't it, know, the, the, but then there's like the, the bit with like uh, Rawlins and 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 Billy are sat on different couches in that room, and they're framed. Each of them's framed in one corner of their individual shot, and they're shot as though there's a big distance between the the seats. Yeah, and yet we cut to the wide, and they're like, they're sat about two feet apart. It's like. What is this? <laughs> that is that. What well, I I didn't notice it at the time. I'd have to go back and look, but mm. um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Bit fair of a enough. Complaint. Um, but yeah, um, Madani's like arc does. It, it makes for some wonderfully tense moments. Yeah, which which the actor she has to play without knowing that it's tense because it's up to us, the audience, to see. Oh God, she has no idea how much danger she's in. Yeah, there's a lot of secrets in this, yeah. in this show. A lot of 
a lot of a uh, dramatic irony and that that creates a fair bit of tension. Yeah, I mean, especially and, and also, but weirdly, after some and I, I know it's perverse to say it, after some pretty fucking sexy like sex scenes, like the stuff in this is like really tastefully done and kind of hot. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was like it was like the Luke Cage stuff. It was like, <laughs> it, would you? I don't know. It's, it's perverse to point it out, but like this is there is now a tradition in these MCU Netflix shows of sex featuring at least very heavily once per show. Yeah. But yeah. Luke Cage and this one had a bunch of it. And it was done in a way where I was like, this could be really awkward because I'm watching a Marvel comic show. That's kind of hot, guys. <laughs> the way you've done that, the way you're performing it. Wait, are you, are you trying to tell me that Marvel characters don't fuck? Because no, I know they you, do. I, I'm trying to tell you that for a Marvel TV show, the sex is not weird. <laughs> It's kind of hard, but but it also, but it also, but it also. Well, that's the thing. Oh, I wasn't sat there bloody fapping. I I was in the last episode when a mirror got involved, Uh, but that's because I'm freaky. Anyway, um, I want to get freaky with you. But like, but that's the thing. The 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 uh, the Billy and Madani stuff has to be sold to be kind of passionate and like you know sort of okay. I'm investing in these two. This is interesting for the next part of their story to have as much tension as it does. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it was it was all it was very intentionally done. Um it was you know it was done to be like, oh this is gonna hurt because then you meant to be like, oh no, now I'm terrified. <laughs> yeah, where's um, this gonna go? Um uh, I mean their 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 love story unquote is very unusual. But let's talk about the, the sort of the unspoken love story that seems to be going on with a returning character, Karen Page. I don't think that's a romantic. Oh no 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 no! But there are those couple of moments where you're like, then it's not romantic per se, but it's like they care very deeply about each other. Do you know what I mean? Like I think... he, his reaction to when she's in danger, it's like it's more a lifeline thing. But there's that one moment. I'm trying to remember where it is, but there's that one moment where they sort of linger for a second, and I was like, they're doing this because if they want to tell that story, they're laying the foundation. Because she ain't getting back with Matt. That is not happening now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't know though. I don't know. I don't think she. I don't think she'd get with Frank. But I felt. I, I felt it. I felt it. It was. I don't. I don't think a Punisher romance could work. No, I agree. I absolutely agree. But the, they. They do. They do toy with that in the show. Um, but all the same, it's just fucking great to see Deborah Ann Wolf again because she's so good. In she's these very shows. good. She's amazing, and it's great to see her with her editor in chief again, and, and the stuff at the uh, the, uh, the the bulletin. Um, like that works so well. That that being an interlinking narrative, it's such a shame. Now thinking about, it. I mean, it, the character wouldn't suit his position, but it's such a shame this isn't the bugle. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I mean, even if it's not Jameson, it was just Robbie Robertson, Joe Robbie Robertson. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <clears throat> like, I, get be you. Nice. I get you. Because it's like, there we go. It can exist, and it can do exactly what it does in the Daredevil books and everything. It can be a presence, but all the same, um, I think we all just would be getting distracted, being like, "So where's Jameson?" Um, so yeah. fair enough. But it's nice to see that world is continuing. There's a wonderful, I think it's the first time we go to her office and the way they shoot it, they shoot it in a way that they know you're going to be like, oh, it's Karen. Do you know what I mean? Because like, yeah. you, see, you see that back wall and everything and you're like, oh, shit. Um, she's astounding. And, and she does she does some amazing work throughout the whole thing, but especially the bit where she calls out the uh, calls out the bomber 
on the radio. Yeah, yeah. It's like like this is this is you know uh, licensed to carry a permit to carry um, has dealt with some serious shit. Karen Page at a point now where she's like, I am sick of dealing with these people, and she's just sort of you know she's still not like charging in guns blazing, but she clearly like her backbone is so strong by this point. Like she, you know, that she can. She knows it's the right thing to do to challenge these people. Um, yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, let's let's talk about that character a bit. I'm trying to remember his name now. The 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 bomber. Well, do we want to get into spoilers so we can talk about that properly? I I I, I we, we'll go we'll go a bit pre-spoiler with him just for a moment because because there's um I don't because I don't think you can talk about that character. Okay, well we we, 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 stuff we we that happens later okay. in the show. All right. Well, what's his name? But but, but the, one person goes through a thing where you're like, my God, if that's what people who come back from combat are going through, I just want to give everyone who's freaking come back from a service a massive fucking hug and be like, guys, seriously, it's okay. You don't have to fight anymore. You don't. Well, if please, if only please. that fixed the problem, is because I mean, it wouldn't. Yeah, no, it wouldn't. But it's just like, oh my god, because he he was again. We'll go to spoil, but like, he was he was fucking amazing. Like, he was yeah. amazing because he was uncomfortable and uns- his performance felt unsure so much that at first I was like, is he just not very good? And then I got, I realized what he was doing. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it was like, oh no, he's amazing. Um, uh, let's touch on other people really quick. Uh, bu- 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 um, Stein's pretty good. He's a fun character. Um, Billy Russo is, is fucking phenomenal. Ben Barnes is great in this. Oh yeah. He is great. And, and, oh I mean, and I and like we mentioned last week, I hadn't realised who his character was in terms of the history of this this book and everything. But they do a damn fine job in setting him up. Oh yeah, boy! Do in, they. in you know, in a way of you going, oh shit, yeah, oh okay. In a way that I think um, it's about time this character was treated that way, because the closest we've had is sort of a caricature, really out there, fun version in a previous movie, which was fun, but. Not as layered as this, and that that was great. Oh god, um, no, no. A uh, brief return of Clancy Brown in flashbacks as yeah. well. Yeah, oh, I always like seeing which Clancy was nice. Brown. Always good, always good seeing Clancy, the giant ape man, Clancy Brown. <laughs> he's like a giant gorilla who's had just got dyed white hair and is in an army costume. I'm only. Have you been watching the Flash again? No, I don't think I ever will. Um, <laughs> hey, don't worry, they'll solve it by running faster, Barry. Um, so. Yeah, um, Clancy Brown was nice to see him again, and of course, of course, Frank Castle. Um, John Bernthal is the Punisher man. He's so good in this. He's just so he's good. So, he's so late. He can do the on the surface badass gun toe in Vigilante. He can do that, and he can do it very well. But this show, he owns this show. Like he goes through so much, and it, a lot of it just behind the eyes. And he's just, and, he's like, yeah, he's empty. <clears throat> like, he's broken and <clears throat> empty. And he just, he, he tries his best to keep it together and then just falls apart into this bestial monster <clears throat> of violence. Oh, when, um, he, when he, like, screams and shouts, it sounds like, it sounds like a fucking dragon has just yeah. woken up. Like, it's inhuman the way he does it. But, like, it's not Christian Bale hilarious. It's it's intimidating and scary and 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 sad as well. Like just yeah, he's just well. There's it's a start in, have, in the in like, the penult- could, No, go on. <laughs> it, I, it, it's hard to, to to it's weird to say it because he's you know at the end of the day Frank Castle is a murdering piece of shit, mm. but 
you you kind of got you kind of do feel sorry for him in the sense that what has happened to him has has, has brought him as low as it has. Yeah, it sort of reduced him to this this beast almost. Like he's 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 a, he's he's more of a weapon than he is a man now. Yeah, and, and we have just, and we no longer have any use for you. Yeah. Yeah, because that's part um, of the thing, isn't it? It's like you're, but you're even, not needed anymore. But even, but even not, but not even from the sense of like, uh, not being in in service anymore. After everything that's happened to him, after he came home, like he's just yeah. he's lost his grip on humanity. And you, you see him trying throughout the series. You see him trying sort of claw it back, and it just he's always the sense that this this monster is in him. And yeah, it's gonna come out. And nothing you can do to stop it. I will say there are two times, and it, it's probably it might be down to the person preference each time. But there were two times that I was weirdly rooting for him. Like I was actually sort of going, "Do it, go on!" Um, and I think I think they'd set up for that on purpose. Yeah, and it, it's it's in episode one when he finally sort of takes out the twats at work and gets yeah, involved. Because yeah. um, he doesn't kill them outright, does he? He basically leaves them for dead, doesn't he? Oh no, they're, um, they're all they're all dead. Oh yeah, because they whipped the guns. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're, God, they're, they're all. Oh dead. yeah. Oh, with the guy with the. But that they're was like they, they spend that dead. whole they spend that whole episode. He he's just he's just a bomb with a very long fuse. Yeah. That he's trying to put out, but it's getting closer and closer to blowing, and they set up some one-off like sort of you know an, an antagonists for that episode. To to make you go, yeah, these guys are gonna these guys are gonna unleash the beast. Like when he goes off, woo boy, does he go off? Yeah, and then in the final episode, in 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 the in the final act, I did find that. But again, it's because they the the, re, the person he's doing it against, they set it up so much that you're like, oh my god, yeah, this guy yeah. has to go, and it's just really satisfying to watch. And then satis- the conclusion to it's satisfying because it's not what you'd expect. And 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 you sort of you're weirdly proud of him for making that choice, even though he's doing it out of hatred. <laughs> it's it's sort of I was sat yeah. up in bed last night yeah, watching yeah. that, going, "Do it, Frank, kick his head in." Um, so yeah, um, Burnthal's wonderful. The show's fantastic. It's it's a tough sit. If I was giving it a rating, um, say let's say five star ratings, uh, I'd give it a pretty strong four. Because it it it's not for it's not going to be for everybody. It really isn't. But it is a phenomenally acted piece of drama. Really tense uh, sort of thriller. The action's fantastic. Um, when it needs to go violent, it really goes violent. But it it doesn't bathe in the violence. Like it it's brutal and frightening. Uh, it's not like a party. Um, no, no, no. I get what you mean. Yeah, and and also like it it. I, I think I think it's like it it's sort of it, it it's like the wire if the wire wanted to beat you to death whilst you were watching it. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I see where you're coming from. It's like you think you know what you're getting in for, but we're going to really surprise you. Um yeah. Uh sh- shall we shall we? Let's get into some spoilers. Punish the spoilers for... if you're not bothered about spoilers, continue to listen. If you don't want it to be spoiled, check the description. There'll be a time code for when we stop talking spoilers. Here we go. Three, two, one. Everyone dies. No, really. Like, every. No, No, seriously. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, (laughs) 
There's a lot of dead bodies at the end of this show. Oh Jesus God. Christ. Yes, there is. Um, I just but 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 let's 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 talk about the reason for all of them. Let's talk Billy Russo. Oh my um, my Billy Russo, who Netflix is of course jig the the, the future jigsaw. jigsaw. Yeah, uh, Netflix continues its mostly consistent tradition of fucking strong villains in the Marvel shows. Um, especially because when it begins, you don't think he's going to be the villain. And because you really I, don't. You I, get I, a taste. You get a taste of his personality, but by like episode three or four, you're like, oh. Well, also, That's I I didn't going. know I didn't know that Billy Russo was Jigsaw's real name. I think that's I think pointed it out. Like, yeah, I think I think that's what's wonderful about this is like the Punisher and the Punisher's canon and villains and and everything aren't as well known as other heroes because they're all dead. Yeah, well, well, now that some stick around, Barracuda and, and and Jigsaw and characters like that, but 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 that's Barracuda. the thing. Like, they're not as well known, are they? Like they're not. It's not like you go, oh, yeah. I mean, even Captain America, you like Baron Zemo, Von Strucker, the Red Skull. Batrock the Leaper. Batrock the Leaper. Baron like, you know. Blood. Yeah. <laughs> Hydra, the entirety of it. Madam Hydra. Like, you know, he, he, he's the got Flag villains. Smasher. Flag Smasher, of course. Nuke. Um, Nuke. Nuke. Uh, he was in Jessica Jones. There we go. Tying it all together. Um, but, like, yeah. If you're going to do a Punisher villain, if you were going to just cherry pick one, you'd pick Jigsaw. He's, oh, he's, yeah. he's Frank's, not opposite, but uh, he, he's Frank's opposite in the traditional comic book sense of like, oh, you know, they, they conflict. They're, they are mirrors of one another. The problem is they're both from the same fucked up mirror shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Jigsaw's just, Jigsaw is just visually like shows the, it shows what the monster, what, what monsters they both are inside Frank looks like a human being. Jigsaw looks like what they both really are. A fucked up homunculus. Like a a, a scarred, heavily like deformed piece of shit. So to have the beautiful Ben Barnes play the role for the majority of the series... Oh, yeah. I'm not surprised that we wouldn't have figured it out, really, until it was too late. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah, okay. I mean, they make a big thing about referring to him as Pretty Boy and everything a lot in the earlier episodes. Like, he's very pretty and all this. Like, they were setting up for that fucking finale to happen. Oh, yeah. And when it happens, boy, does it happen. Oh, my God, yeah. Especially the final kick. Which kicks him in the back of the head. Oh, my God, straight into the mirror. Oh my god! But like, like, like yeah. Fisk, like Fisk, and um, and Kilgrave uh, certainly before him, and 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 and, and Mariah, they really do set up that, that it's not black and white. But this guy is probably out of those characters. This guy is the most just sort of yeah, I'm I'm a piece of shit, and I know it, and I'm aware of it, and I make no apologies for it. I don't know. I think I think um... Kilgrave had a bit of that. I think Rawlins takes that for well, the series. Yeah, well, Rawlins, Rawlins seems to me... Um, and I was positive that we'd seen him in the flashbacks in Daredevil, but apparently we didn't. I quickly IMDb'd and I was like, oh, we didn't. So maybe I'd just seen him in something else recently and it, it confused me. Yeah, maybe. Because um, he has a very distinct sort of like almost non-good acting kind of tone to his voice. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's very sort of like stat- just static choice. But... Again, like, in that penultimate episode, it was like, no, you're acting your balls off. Like, you are really going for it. Um, 
But Rawlins is struck me as a character who had to do some horrible shit, wasn't proud of it, but has covered it up and moved on because he's not going to let that bother him. It's clearly you know some I mean? kind of fucking sociopath, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, but I like, gets his rocks off in tor- for torture. Well, yeah, that was... I mean, to the point where they just straight up admit it, don't they? It's like he gets a fucking hard-on by torturing people. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's fun. Um, but yeah, he's, he's a piece of shit. But again, he doesn't get his hands dirty until the penultimate episode, when he really gets his hands dirty. That episode made me cry. Really? Genuinely, it was when Frank, because Frank just sort of, happy place is the wrong phrase, but he keeps going to his happy place, which at first is like, it's clearly the first dance at his wedding. And then it's making love to his wife. And then it's them just talking, like her waking him up. Like in the dream, we saw a lot in the first couple of episodes. Well, this time she's not going to die because like she's on the other side. And it's like, is is today the day? Are you coming? Are you coming to be with me again? And it was horrible to watch because you know it's all in his head. Like it's not really like her from heaven come to talk to him, but like that's what that's what's being depicted basically. Yeah. And it's just heartbreaking because he realize you see him. He toys with it for so long. Like in what in what in real time is probably just like a minute of him being pummeled, but in his head it just lasts longer, and he almost says yes. Do yeah, you know what I mean? like almost. He almost says yes, and the way she performed it in particular was fucking heartbreaking. I I sat there crying. It was it was hilarious. It was a bloke on his own in digs in a strange town, weeping, watching a violent execu- um, torture scene. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god, so sad. Um, that's some beautiful stuff. The, the, his his memories and and sort of the bastardization of his happy memories getting invaded. By the uh, by, that day at the park. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they just the one, just, with, she, it, the, no, the, one it, with the constant dream of her waking him up, and then it ends with the soldier just walking in and shooting her in the back of the head. Yeah, it's like it's so it's harrowing, man. Um, and especially the one in the middle of the series where like he sat at Thanksgiving dinner with the Liebermans with with Micro's family, and then his family are there as well. Oh, isn't this lovely? And then the soldiers just march, and it's full on like, you know, wanky physical theatre. Like they all walk in and stay still, and all this. And but it, it's so effective the way they pace it and everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's really creepy, and like suddenly you realise that his hands are strapped to the chair, and he can't do anything, and they just get shot one by one in front of him, including the children. Like, oh my god, it's traumatic. Can we, can we take a moment to acknowledge how freaking good the kid actors in this are as well? Yeah, really good, actually. Like, really, really good kid really actors. Good. Like, proper little douchebag and nerd, but, like, you, 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 completely, you completely get them. You know that they're just kids going through phases, and they've gone through some shit already. And then they go through much scarier shit. Yeah. Um, I said... Yeah. Who, who, so, so who, who's his friend who leads the, the group? Uh, Ma- Curtis. Curtis, yeah. Uh, again, lovely performance. It's nice to see Frank reacting to somebody who doesn't agree with what he's doing, but completely understands why he's doing it and just wants to look out for his friend. Like, he's not going to step in and he really thinks Frank should stop. And at one point, you know, at the start of the story, he has already, so, like, Curtis is much more relieved. Um, But, like, that relationship was a fun one to watch over the series. 
um, the the guy who basically was like the Second Amendment nut job who claimed to be a Vietnam vet. Yeah, that that was a, that was a really interesting character. Well, and the it way, was a nice, it was a nice bit he... of commentary, wasn't it, on basically like sort of how the right really push the Second Amendment and and you know, and it's like, dude, you haven't served. Like you, yeah, you, you're trying to claim a glory that. A is not yours, and B, I think the people around you are kind of proving it isn't glory. Like you're romanticizing something that is not a nice thing to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's it's oh man, that was I mean when he walks away at the steps and everything, that was like oh god, I wonder what's going on with this. And then they just flat out reveal, yeah, he's never fought, he's never served. Oh yeah, that was that was. Because you, you almost felt sorry for him, but at the same time, you're like, no, you've been a cunt. <laughs> like, what are you doing? But then he obviously doesn't deserve to die the way he does. Freaking hell. Um, and then well. lie there for several days under a shower curtain. Um, right, let's talk about, let's talk about the, I think secondary antagonists, probably the wrong way to describe him, but the bomber. Yes. Now, yeah. Because um... he, he is a secondary antagonist. Like, he is, a, he is a plot thread that has to be dealt with. Yeah. And he is definitely a dangerous man, and you would probably rather shoot his kneecaps out rather than approach him calmly, because you don't know what the hell he's going to do. Well, I think um, the bomber subplot and um, the the lying veteran and the gun control senator, they all sort of intercept to to give this show sort of... Mm. It doesn't argue for and it doesn't argue against gun violence, it just presents it to you. Yeah, and that hey, was something I really admired. Deal. Yeah, that was something I really admired about the show. They never once went, hey guys, guns are amazing, watch what they can do. But at the same time, they were always like, this is a horrible situation someone's been put in. Having a gun by their side was probably the best thing for them to keep them safe. It sort of it sort of gives both sides of the argument. Which, yeah, which, I... is, which, is, which is given very literally when we have a politician in the sort of the final third of the run. Yeah. Who, who is anti-gun crime. And the, uh, the show kind of paints, I think, like Karen, it was interesting to see Karen's stance on it was simply, I completely believe in the right to carry a gun for yourself. But that's because we know the shit she's been through. And yeah. we have hints at the shit she's been through in the past. So, like, we, you know, we, 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 we get it. And I think we all feel like she really shouldn't have to feel like this. Like, you almost want her on the guns a bad argument, but you completely understand why she wants protection. Yeah, um, and it's it's yeah. um yeah, it manages to present the arguments without taking a solid stance. Yeah, it sits very so, firmly on the fence, but yeah, but definitely spends a bit of time on each side. Yeah, but, and yeah. I, I think it, it's a sort of a, I mean that sh- that kind of show and that kind of narrative and theme is always going to be timely in in the states, but especially yeah. after the year we've just had. Yeah, fucking hell, yeah. Yeah, it's it's rough. Mm. Um, and it, I, I think it can get a little muddled at times because at the, at the end of the day, you are dealing with a show about a gun-toting vigilante. Yeah. But I, I think the show, in the show, you see Frank make an effort to just to keep it out of the public as much as possible. Like this is his deal. That this is his thing that he's doing, and he yeah. knows exactly who he's going after. Like he's not—he's he's not the Frank Castle we met in Daredevil season two. 
No, where, no, no. Where he's shooting up an entire freaking bar full of people. Like, no. this is not the same man. Um, Although, mm. the the spectacle-loving, um, action-freak in me is still pissed off that we've not seen him fire that minigun off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why did you bother having it on the posters? Why did you give it such a lovely shot in... Um, season two of Daredevil. He never fires it. He never he said, fires it. He's saving it for a special occasion. <laughs> Defender series two. Oh, Why are we fighting ninjas? Okay, oh. they're gone. <laughs> I got rid of your ninja problem. <laughs> I'm so upset. I'm so upset that we got no Gatling gun. Um. <laughs> No, the Bomber subplot was was amazing, I thought. Um, mm. The slow descent <clears throat> of that character into just... just He feels so underserved and, and, and cheated by the system that he just has to take it all apart. And then, and it's that classic thing of people who feel marginalised and want to lash out always end up lashing out at the wrong people. Yeah. Um, and a bunch of innocent people, you know, catch the shit and some are injured and some are killed and it's not it's just so messy and yeah. the whole and the whole show in terms of its morals and its stances is kind of messy the whole way through because there's no there's no definitive answer to any of the questions the show raises it's mm. it's just about how these people try and deal with it as best they can and in terms in terms of morality the show is so murky and i think that's what makes it so compelling because it it makes everyone feel simultaneously more and less human. Yeah, like, uh, watching that final episode, I really, uh, at the time I did, which was like two in the morning, like, I really loved the action of that thing, and it was a very satisfying sort of punishment doled out to Billy. But at the same time, once the show finished, I mean, even the final note, like Frank just being in the survivors group and everything, even the final note, I didn't finish the show being like, yeah, I finished the show like, I need to think about this. Yeah, it doesn't leave you feeling triumphant. It's Yeah. I had an amazing time, and I've just watched an incredible piece of television drama. But I, I, I need a coffee now. Yeah. And, yeah. And I think that I think this is the best way they could have gone with it. I mean, maybe series two is where you indulge a bit more in the Welcome Back Frank style. I think series two, you need just Frank going after gangsters. Yeah, all the like, way. I, yeah. It'll be it'll be Billy as Jigsaw waking up, and the Nucci family wanting revenge for fucking people up at the, that that poker game at the start of the show. Yeah, because I was telling that one. I wondered if that guy was going to come back. You know the the guy the guy from the first episode, the the lad who he rescued. Oh yeah, no, I don't think that they'll bring that back. I think it'll just be a case of. Um, yeah, the Nucci family knows someone hit that game, uh, and I think they'll put two and two together, especially when uh, Jigstar starts making the rounds. Yeah. Um, fuck me sideways. The way that they set that up is phenomenal. Like That final fight is... It is something to behold. Um, well, the action in those last three or four episodes is just... It's yeah. so brutal. Well, it's in the uh, it's in the the third to last one, isn't it? Is when like the the guys come into the basement and he basically is just like set tiny little traps and and 
as a one-man wrecking crew, takes them all out. wipes them all out, yeah. Yeah, that was freaking phenomenal. Then the penultimate episode, we get, you know, him being tortured and then eventually sort of flipping the script. Uh, What he does to Rawlins is is horrific to watch. Yeah. Like the multiple stabs and then, was it like, slices his throat, but like not completely, he's not like bleeding out straight away. He like cuts his throat open a bit and then just sticks his fingers in the guy's eye sockets. And they don't even show it. Like they just leave you to, you know, imagine what that looks like. And it's, it's a good call. Like I'm glad they did because ew. But also, like, yeah, like he already took. He lost an eye. He's gonna, he's gonna freaking push his glass one and his other one in as well. Oh, that's not a glass eye. Oh, no, it's it's it's, it's, it's his actual eye. Oh, it's oh, he's blind. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, yeah. He's got a milky eye. Oh, milky Cause, eye. Because Frank punched him hard enough in the eye to to, to blind him. <laughs> as you do. <laughs> and then obviously the final fight with Billy is just freaking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let's let's copy your favourite things about it. Off the top of my head, um, the uh, what's it? Oh my god! What's what's his surname? Micro surname? Uh, Lieberman. Lieberman. The Lieberman family. Yeah. Um, especially especially his wife. She was she was amazing. The whole micro plot line. Yeah. His family is is really interesting. I thought you completely buy into the whole bit where she sort of falls for Pete a bit. Yeah, because yeah, finally yeah. there is there is this like big well, like, like strong guy who's come along and has essentially started to fulfill the dad role in little ways. Well, it's a Nicholas Sparks story. Like, yeah, it is like a, a it's it's a guy standing a boat and falling in love on some dappled afternoons because he's a man, a strong man who solves all this woman's problems. Who's been through the same thing she's been through. Yeah, and, it's and an, yeah, it's like, like she thinks she's in a Nicholas Sparks film. Yeah, of novel or adaptation of one of his novels, but yeah. she's actually in the Punisher. Yeah. And it's, and, it's... And, but 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 for a split second, he thinks he's in a Nicholas Sparks novel. No, like, you, you're talking about think... you talk about him grasping at humanity. He sort of leans into the kiss for a moment, and then is like, "No, hang on, the fuck," and he pulls back. And it's it, it read to me like you were saying about the whole show is about him in, in pieces, man, trying to claw back, feeling like a person again. And you sort of you yeah. almost you almost see him for a second kiss back. Do you know and what I mean? But then I also think that he won't let himself because he knows that yeah. what he's done has made him a monster. Yeah, yeah. Like he 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 wouldn't bring this upon her. And also like he's also thinking, no, David is alive. <laughs> yeah, like this is horrific. But it's just the way they perform it is just a, it's just a second, and it's like, oh, he was he was kind of happy and distracted for a second then. Just for a second, and yeah, it's it's tough to watch, but like she performs it so well. Um, that final scene with Billy, like the fight with him, is fucking gritty as hell and fun yeah. to watch. Like by that point, you do kind of find yourself cheering for the violence because Billy's such a despicable piece of shit. Like they do all the stuff with the setup, like killing Stein and rubbing it in, thinking um, um, down his face, and and his visit to his mum and things like that. Like they basically make you go this. Is a villain. Shall we let the uh, the anti-hero wail on the villain? Go on then. Enjoy. Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah. Enjoy this. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and also the fact that the show just turned out to be not, I think the same as you, not what I was expecting. But I'm so glad it told the story it did and told it yeah, the way it yeah. did. 
How about you? What what would you say are like your um, three three highlights? I really like I really like the way it treats veterans. Yes. And the things yeah. it's got to say about you know, the way they sort of do what they do and, and how they settle him back home. There's a moment uh there's a flashback moment on the ferry, I think at the start of the second episode, <gasps> where yeah. um his son says something like flippant about him going over and killing loads of I think Hadjis or something he says like that. Yeah. There's some kind of slur word and it really pisses Frank off. Yeah. So you get the sense that like, no, it's not it's not just about killing people, it's it's about something bigger than that, but that's what they have to that's yeah. how they do it. But then at the same time, it is also about killing people because you get stuff like the flashback to Frank's rampage that they meant they they yeah. mention it in, in season Ooh. two of Daredevil where he like saves the unit, and but he just murders this entire building full of insurgents. Yeah, with, like runs out of ammunition, run, nicks guns, runs out of ammunition for those guns, goes through his knife, goes through his fists, whatever he can bring to hand and just absolutely decimates this building full of of uh enemy combatants and it's it's just harrowing stuff and like i said the bomber subplot and how he tries to readjust and fails to readjust the society um i thought was really interesting um and had some uh, really cool things to say uh it i i like the da the Homeland Security stuff with Madani. I think she's a pretty interesting character, and um, yeah, it's interesting to see. I think I just thought she was a cool uh, yeah. presence. I mean, yeah. there's a few there's a few original characters in this, like Madani and Stein and Rawlins, and I think they've all uh, added something to this yeah. version of Frank. Um, and Madani's mum, just for having the weirdly coolest and most soothing voice in the whole oh, show. Oh yeah, she's 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 <laughs> she's fabulous. I think she's a she's an Iranian actress. She's in fucking loads of stuff. Does a lot of voice work as well because obviously because of that voice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she's wonderful. Um. I just, I just think this was a really, it's a violent show and a nasty show, but at the same time, it's got some stuff to say which doesn't get lost. I think in the melee it's good I, I like it thematically i like its uh its stance on violence um while also being pleasingly violent to the uh action freak in me um <laughs> yeah i there's lots to like about it um and that's all i have to say about the punisher season one yeah probably not an immediate rewatch it's not quite a it's not quite a Jessica Jones. No, it's uh, not. Fun. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't devour it the same way I've devoured the other Netflix shows, uh, with the exception of of um, Iron Fist, because I actually took a three month break in the middle of Iron Fist. Um, <laughs> it's the Ico of Netflix shows. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't think I don't think I'll be watching it again anytime soon. But it's it's well worth your time. If then it could have been ten episodes. It's it's when he, it's it's the same thing as Luke Cage for me. It's when mm. he gets injured <clears throat> and has to spend like an episode and a half recuperating. The same thing that happened in Luke Cage. That's when the show takes a dip. Yeah, because the, all the momentum just drops out of it, and then it picks back up again after that. But yeah, it just seems. A isn't, bit... it, isn't it weird that that seems to have happened in all of them at least once? But the only time it was good, like the only time it worked for the better, was Daredevil series one. Because yeah. then we got the whole episode of Matt and Foggy. Yeah. 
Like, that's the only time that sort of worked. But they keep doing it because they got to stretch these shows out to like 13 episodes. Cut them down. Just cut make them, them down ten. to 10. Cut Just them down to 10. 10. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, speaking of stressful slogs that take a lot of your time and energy and leave you feeling like an empty husk. <laughs> emails! Yeah. <laughs> let's, um, uh, let's have a bash at a couple. Let's, uh, what's, what's, what's in the email box today, Matthew? What's in the email well, box? I'm only going to do a couple of very short ones because as I'm sure you can hear, my voice is dying. Yeah. Um, I need to sleep. <laughs> uh, we both need to sleep and yeah. I need to rest my voice because, oh my God. <laughs> My throat is so sore. I hate winter. Um, so <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, but I can't do the voice this week. Oh, that's all right. That that so that, that 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 means that we'll uh, we'll hear it in mime instead. So even even though even though Tom Tom Monty has written us in, I can't. I just can't do the voice. Um, <clears throat> and, and Tom Monty writes, "Hi, big damn Chris and Matt. What do you think of the recent news that Black Mirror season four won't even come to Netflix in 2017? I'm gutted." Have you guys caught up to date with it yet? Why not? Um, <laughs> um, it's it, it comes when it comes. It's ready when it's ready. Yeah, they've um, been teasing it now, haven't they? They've been doing yeah, the yeah. um, they've been doing the the posters have been coming out like every two days with an episode title and stuff. Yeah. Um, so and like yes. I say, I'm I'm more upset about the lack of 2017 wipe. Um, yeah, in, in which, 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 which is made even more sad. Um, by the fact that we're not getting Black Mirror yet, so it's like, um, yeah. Could you could you just schedule Black Mirror series four for like mid twenty eighteen and, and given us twenty seventeen wipe? But I, I mean, think you- I, I think they've used some of the money that would have gone toward twenty seventeen wipe to uh, up the number of Philomena Kunk specials they've recorded. I believe there are five of them on the way now. Well, yeah, it's, like it's a fi- it's a it's a five part history of Britain series. Yeah, it was it was going to be a three parter, I believe, like when they first pitched yeah. it. But I, once they realised they weren't going to be able to do wipe, they put all the money and everything behind that. So, um, so I do That's look forward good. to them. But it is sad to think that we won't be getting a now go away at the end of the year. Um, um, so that's a shame. I, I've still not caught up on Black Mirror, but I am I've, going to I've be doing also, it over the next couple of weeks. I've not caught up with, with Black Mirror. And um, you ask why, Tom, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I haven't caught up with Black Mirror. Um, uh, I work. <laughs> I do housework. Um, I try to get other projects off the ground. I play four instruments. You're the um, father to two tiny furry children. I, I'm, the, I'm the father to two tiny. I have two cats. Um, I have a, <laughs> not, just, I have a, not just unshaven children. <laughs> yeah. Um, I make a bunch of video content a week that no one watches, and I record this damn thing every week. Um, so that's why I've not caught up on Black Mirror. Oh, oh, you can fit I've it in got now, so though. So much you to can, do. You, you can fit it in now, though, because Punisher, you've you've watched all that, and you won't have any Marvel heroes to play anymore. No, that's very true. Yeah. Um, it's just really not high on my list of priorities at the moment. I, I, as much as I love the first season of that show, and I like what I saw of season three, the fact that it's all, um, it's an anthology show, and they're all disconnected episodes. In a way, it just kind of makes me go, "Oh well, I can just watch them whenever," and then I end up never watching them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm um, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to uh, to quell Tom's constant fear. I'm gonna watch them over the next couple of weeks. So ask me in the new year what I thought of them because uh, I uh, Punisher like finished up uh, last week. Tonight's no longer on for this year, and Kirby Enthusiasm finishes like next week. So 
I'm going to need like a TV show to fit in between the gaps where I'm just lying in a puddle of my own sweat and tears and blood after three show days. And uh, I think yeah. Black Mirror will probably be the best way to eradicate what's left of my nerve endings. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, I Ask me in the new year, Tom. We'll, we'll see if Matt's managed to sneak it in, possibly. I, I'm, I'm going to watch the Christmas special. White Definitely. Christmas is wonderful. Because it's Christmas nearly. It's Christmas and it's John Hamm. What more do you want? And it won't be the uh, it won't be the only Christmas special we've watched this year. Um... <laughs> of course, the League of Gentlemen three parter. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. uh, finally, <laughs> Which, uh, they've given a date. By the way, it's going out the eighteenth, nineteenth, and twentieth of December. Yes, and, uh, and so they've done I'm a horrific photo shoot to promote it for Empire Magazine, which is really creepy. Um, yes, I, I particularly like the American Beauty shot. Oh, um, so weird. Val breaks the internet. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of bigger emails which I'm going to push back to next week just to save my voice and your ears. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm final... in show week next week, so but, but I have the first four days, there's no evening shows, so we'll be able to sit back and record to our heart's content. Uh, there's also um, nothing happening next week, so we won't have that much to talk about. Uh, oh, yeah. be- <laughs> but before, before we do go... One final, very quick email from from Ian McLean. Ian? Is the Punisher series dark and sexy? And right now? Um, it's definitely dark. I think it is a little bit sexy. There's some sexy bits in there, yeah. And it's definitely right now, if by right now you're opening Netflix to watch The Punisher. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's it's two weeks ago, but that's right now, right? Yeah, right, right, right. Right, 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 right. Well, thank you for joining us uh, as we write down another brutal, violent entry in our Infinity War journal. Um, if you want to catch us during the week, you can hit us up on Twitter at BigDamnCast. And of course, email in BigDamnContact at gmail.com. Do it. If you want to see more of Matt's lovely face, Adventures in Backlogging is currently every Tuesday and Thursday on our YouTube channel. If you yes, want to see my lovely face, pay for a fucking ticket. Come see me <laughs> at the new theatre hall Lincoln or Cut UK over Christmas in Aladdin. It's a lovely panto. It's filthy as heck. It's great. Um, uh, and until next week, uh, should we leave them with a piece of solid advice? Uh, yeah. Cool, but Don't... we'll do it. Oh, go on. Oh, you got one. Yeah. Don't fucking get ill in winter, it really sucks. To be fair, you can't top that. Bye, everybody! Uh, Goodbye! Goodbye! Matt, use your steamer. Goodbye! Goodbye, everyone! Goodbye! Goodbye! Goodbye!